podcast listeners. Welcome to Reviving Her with Jackie Crawley. Here at Reviving Her, we pride ourselves on coming together as the body of Christ to receive encouragement from our Heavenly Father, to reignite the holy fire within us, and to advance His kingdom on earth. Today on Reviving Her, we are talking about surrendering control. Our core verse for today is Matthew 16, 24. Here it is out of the Passion Translation. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life, and you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own, as you continually surrender to my ways. Hey guys, welcome back to Reviving Her. This is episode three. And last week we talked about um, surrendering. And over the course of the season, we're going to pull back the layers on what surrendering looks like as believers. And so today, me and Alyssa, we're actually going to talk about surrendering our control. Sweet. So Jackie, do you consider yourself a control freak? Uh, Yeah. Definitely. I definitely consider myself a control freak. In what way? In my parenting. Like, you cannot talk about my babies or (laughs) tell me, like, hey, you know, I have a suggestion. Like, I get so defensive. Um, And yet, I'm my worst critic in that area. Um, But yet, I don't like to receive wisdom and knowledge in that area unless it's from the Lord. So I would definitely say that I have really um, grabbed a hold on my parenting. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I actually had an interesting experience with control this week, and I thought it went so well with this podcast. So um, I've done something to my rotator cuff on my left shoulder. Oh, no. I know. It's just, it's messed up. But when you lay down on that table... And the physical therapist takes a hold of your limb, right? What they do is they like kind of shake it out and they loosen it up. And what she has to say to me over and over and over is like, okay, give me, give me your, give me your arm. Like, and what she means is give me control because she has to move it around to where it needs to go. And she, and it's very difficult. It's natural for you to want to take control of your own limbs. And she just keeps saying, oh, give me your arm. Give me your arm. Get, give me your arm. Get Relax, 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 let go. And she has to say it over and over. But the thing is, like, she has to take control because she knows where to move my arm and right. she knows what to do. Because if I could do it myself, mm. I wouldn't be there. Wow. And just like it's the same thing. Like, I if I need physical therapy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't need physical therapy. So that's the thing. If If I could do it on my own, if I would need the Lord, but we do, mm. we do need Jesus. Yeah. We need him desperately. Wow. I definitely like how you shared your experience just with physical therapy on that. And cause I kept, when you were talking, I kept thinking about how every time, like you have to consciously make a decision um, to give her your arm, because even when she took your arm the first time, like she kept, she had to say, give it again, because your instinct was to pull back away. 
Um, and so I just love how that just like reminds us that with surrendering, you know, we have to constantly make these decisions um, and constantly like have it at the forefront that we are surrendering everything to him, you know, like every day. So that's awesome. It's like a journey. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, every single time. And and God has to constantly prompt me. Yeah. Hey, give it back. <laughs> give me back your life. Yeah. I know you want to take it. You want to take control, but give it back. That's give it back. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So I also, there was another story that when we started talking about this podcast episode, I thought about this story. So I got a, received a calling from God into ministry in 2010. Yeah. And it took a long time. What I try to do is I would try to, once I received the calling, I said, okay, now I'll walk in it now. And I kept trying to bust down doors that weren't mine. And they came, they kicked me in the, like they hit me in the face. Yeah. Not fun. Don't, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not a fun way to go. Um, and I thought I was through all that, um, a couple years ago. And, um, it was time for me to finally walk in my calling. It was time for me to finally, um, do the speaking and do the writing and, and do the things. Yeah. Um, so I decided I was going, I went on to a conference, came back and decided I was going to ha- like start booking speaking engagements. Yeah. But my husband was not excited about that. Mm. Right. You'd wow. think he would be excited about that, but Talk he was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was not excited. And, um, I thought it was all him. I was right. like, oh, he's just, he's insecure. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm so prideful. He's insecure. I'm just going to walk in my calling. And um, he'll he'll come along. Like, he'll catch up. Right. Um, and then we had a talk one night. And I was like, what are you so worried about? Like, I don't even have my first speaking engagement yet. I feel like you're pre-worrying. Right. And he said, you already don't want to be here. And I feel like as soon as this starts to take off, you're just going to leave. Wow. Yeah. And 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 I was broken yeah. by that. Like, I it, there are moments when the Holy Spirit, when something happens and you want to argue with it, but you know you just can't because he was right. What I was looking for was position and I was looking for people's approval and it right. wasn't his identity that wasn't strong. I mean, he had some areas that he had to improve too, but it was my identity. And what that led to um, was me having to really step back. You know, I wanted to do my plan. Yeah. My plan was to go and do the things. Uh, but what God had me do in that season was to to step all the way back. Yeah. And I stopped writing for a while. And I stopped um, I stopped trying to get speaking engagements, really doing anything public. And what I did is... I had a harsh winter. Mm-hmm. I even wrote about it um, for a, a publication. It's called Lessons from a Harsh Winter. And I just, it, I pulled back and all the things, the leaves on the trees in the winter, the, they are gone. Right. But the roots grow mm-hmm. in the winter. While nothing is happening on the outside, something's happening deep below the surface. And so that's what happened to me that winter. While nothing was happening on the outside, deep down, mm-hmm. God was growing my roots. And it's something that I couldn't do on my own. He had to control that. Yeah. Um, I read The Search for Significance by Robert S. McGee. Something, I've, have you read that book? Yes, I have. Yeah. The it, It's transformational in the way that uh, it has a workbook at the back and you just... You don't just read 
you apply the scripture directly to your life. And that for me was transformational in, in growing my identity into somebody who didn't just need approval and somebody who didn't just need um, to perform, but who somebody, understanding that I'm God's daughter. Yeah. I'm God's daughter and I need him all the time, every day. And then once my identity was more solid, I started to see opportunities come my way that I wasn't busting down the door for. I I have to admit though, that when I first started to walk into them, um, even if they were my door, I I, I covered my nose a little. (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous that I was gonna get hit in the face. Um, But I keep coming back to, when we talk about control, I keep coming back to uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Now, 5 or 5 and 6 is something that we talk about a lot. Right. It's it's something that's there all the time. But 5 through 8, um, and this is out of the uh, HCSB. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not with part of it, not with a little bit of it with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths. And then here's where we start getting to the part where we sometimes um, we leave off. Don't consider yourself to be wise. How hard is that? Do you consider yourself to be wise? Honestly, like I really feel like only with him, you know, like my wisdom can only with him, but like, um, no, I'm 29. So like, it's like, no, I'm not there yet. You know? Cause when I think of wise, I think of being older, Right. you know? I think if somebody asked me if I was wise, I would probably say no. But if you ask me in my opinion on something, I normally think I'm right. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I think I'm wise, but uh, don't consider yourself to be wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. When we are talking about giving away control, it's for every aspect of our lives. And um, it will be not, it's not just strengthening for our souls, which it absolutely is, but it even strengthens our bodies when we give ourselves over completely to the Lord. But you had an awesome story. I cannot wait for our listeners to hear your story about surrendering control. Yeah, so before I get to that point, I definitely love how you went into um, your story on surrendering control and when you were faced with that, um, because I feel like you sharing that has taught us like, you know, surrendering our control starts off with that identity. It starts off with who you are and whose he is, right? And, And so when we looked at how God give, gave you a calling and you were ready because so much of us, so many of us are like that. When God tells us the promise, I mean, you see it in the Israelites, you know, he tells them there is a land full of milk and honey. And when God reveals that to us, like we as humans want to just do it yesterday, you know, he gave it to you today and then you're like ready for it to already be done. And yet, even though he expose that to you. He shared what was coming for you in your future. There was a process leading up to that. There had to be an identity that had to be cultivated um, because your character needed to be developed so that then the influence that he was going to give you um, or he is going to give you in the future is 
going to be able to stu- be steward well because your character mirrors him. And so I love that because that is so true when it comes to surrendering our control. We have to trust him. And I think that when we get down to the bottom line of that, um, trust is hard when we don't, when we haven't given our identity to him. And so with that, I think learning about our identity and again, um, that book that you mentioned, um, Searching for Significance, I, again, guys, I would totally recommend if you feel like your identity isn't strong or you would like to be led on the foundation of how he feels about you and what he thinks of you, I would strongly recommend. Um, It's not a fast read book. It's a book that you definitely want to process and take advantage of the workbook. But when I met, when I met surrendering and what that meant for me on how to surrender my control to him, it definitely, I had to let go of my idols you know, um, not really an idol, but I had to let go of my fear. Um, and I was actually faced with that in 2020. And, um, for those of you guys don't know, I am a nurse and I'm an ICU nurse. So, um, that like this year, as you guys all can imagine, it has hit this profession like no other. Same with firefighters and EMS and respiratory therapists. You know, it's definitely been a trying year for our our profession, but it actually brought something. It actually has shaped something that I'll never get back. Um, it has shaped my faith that to this day, it has elevated me beyond um, my what my expectations of myself. And it all started with like God telling me, okay, you're going to be a nurse. And so when COVID-19 hit our hospital, I was like, really God in year four, you knew that we were going to have this huge virus that we were going to have to battle that we did not know that we did not have a vaccine for, or any, any direction on how to treat and how to take care of people with COVID-19. At the same time, we didn't know how it was um, passed around. So here we are having to take care of patients that we had nothing, we didn't know anything about and we didn't know how to protect ourselves. And that kind of stirred an anger inside of me because I was like, Abba, you knew this, you told me to be a nurse. And why would you like lead me to something that could potentially cause me to pass away. And I remember one day, um, God woke me up in the middle of the night and he was like, Hey, I need to talk to you. And I went downstairs and I went into our room that where I have most of my conversations with the Lord in. And he was like, okay, so I get it. You're mad. Um, but what are you mad about? Like what, why are you so fearful? And after like me and him going back and forth, because I just really didn't want to say it out loud. But I knew that he needed me to say it, not because he didn't know, but because there was power that was going to be released when I named the thing that was stirring inside of me, that was keeping me in bondage. And so I said it, I'm afraid of dying and I'm afraid of bringing it, the virus home and it affecting my husband and my kids. And so God really took me on a journey with that because he was like, you're, you're saved, aren't you? And I told God, yes. He's like, you've been set apart for this world, correct? Yes. 
He was like, so if you're afraid of dying, your death looks different than the world because when you pass away here on earth, like you spend eternity with me, you know, you spend everlasting with me. And so your death is your eternity. And he was like, and if you're scared of dying, he's like, ultimately you're scared of being with me forever. And if you're scared of being with me forever, then Jackie, you can go ahead and stop reading the Bible because everything in that in the words that are in the Bible are going to lead you to everlasting eternity with me. And so he's like, but if that's if, if you're afraid of coming to eternity, then there's no way there's no reason for you to keep reading the word because you're going to be afraid of entering the place that it's going to take you. And that was very hard but a real truth. Yeah, I feel like you just said you got us like a Holy Spirit spanking. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got a Holy Spirit spanking, and and so with that, I repented obviously because you know I just felt like I don't I don't know as a father if you know you walking this through me saying that your child is afraid to go home with you, you know? So I repented for, you know, any feelings that that may have caused him, but also for myself, um, realizing that, hey, I said that I was gonna take up the cross. And after I repented, God led me to Luke 9, 23. And I don't know the translation out of this, but it says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And I got faced with that. The reality of this scripture was, I told you I was willing. I got saved before 2020. I got saved before this virus. And I had told you that I would do anything that it took for me to witness, to be a testimony to this world, to advance the kingdom on earth, to partner with you. And then, um, hearing the words job well done. Um, And so for me, I had to let go of the fear of death. I had to let it, I had to say it and let Satan remove his power from me. Um, And now I learned that that is a dangerous faith to have, you know, because now the one thing that I was still harboring, the one thing that Satan would taunt me from time to time, because let's face it, I mean, I'm scared of, you know, being in a shootout or, you know, things like that. Like, so, you know, it was more than just like this virus, um, this fear of death would, would infiltrate in other areas of my life over the years. And so now that I get, I got rid of that and I was like, wow, okay, God, like I'm taking up the cross for you. You're right. Like you called me to it. And if you called me to it, you're going to get me through it. And one thing that God said in that conversation that is so pivotal pivotal is like, he was like, why would I not raise my warriors for a moment like this? You know, I was so angry that he called me to nursing, but he was like, but if you were on your deathbed, if you had this virus that was trying to take you out, wouldn't you want a nurse who was rooted in studies, but also rooted in me? who not only could help you in the physical realm, but also help you in the spiritual realm. And he was like, and when I heal, I heal both realms, right? Like, and you see it time to time again. Like when Jesus healed, he didn't just heal the physical, but he also healed in the spiritual. And so God was like, you get to be that in this world. I'm using you 
to heal them in the physical and in the spiritual. And he's like, so why would I not send more of my Christian women and men to be in the front line? And, um, and so that where I was just like, okay, God, like surrendering our control is for you to use it, right? Like we're giving everything that we have for you so that we can advance the kingdom. And that should be why we do what we do. That is just, it's so powerful. And I love the way that you, you just, you talk about how the Lord speaks to you. Cause it's just, it's so awesome. It really is. It's so awesome the way that you know, you can tell that you have such a personal relationship. He is your Abba father, you know? And you were a, a, a stubborn teenager, you know? Yeah, like I'm not gonna talk to you right now and I'm very angry with you, leave me alone. But he will not leave us in our own mess. And I, that's what I love about him. You know, he knew that, you know, he he knows that you're his child. He knows you're his daughter. And he knew he wasn't just going to leave you in the mess. Yeah. But you needed that, like, that awakening. Yeah. You needed that come, you know, you call it a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. You needed the come to Jesus moment. And I just, mm, it's it's so powerful. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart on that. Um. Where do you see this going forward? Like, what do you see like going forward? So not like this area, this lot, like a control, you know, cause we're talking about control. So where do you see this taking you as you move forward? I feel like it's like, it's released me to, to live a life boldly, but limitless. Yes. Right. So because of this surrendering the control it has gotten me to a place where, you know what, God, like you can use me beyond my expectations or what I, I, I have in my mind of what life is um, because his plans for me are good. And even if I were to be a nurse and pass away from saving lives, but that's it, that's going to be the story. Like that would be the end of my story that, wow, as a nurse, she was on the front lines and she passed away from healing people. Um, and he gets the glory for that. So it's like, no matter where we find ourselves, um, when we realize that we can trust our Abba because everything, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it it has an ending or it doesn't, um, we have to trust that God's story will continue to manifest even if you have to pass the baton to somebody else. And I think really, that I, I think really like when we have that, like advancing his kingdom, like it's really like, okay, God, my life is only for you to get your glory, not because I want to receive anything from it. So I guess it just gives you a boldness to just like walk out and live life. Oh, that's just so good. Just to give me the limb, yeah. right? Give me your arm. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I just love that. We have to trust if we're going to, put our faith in the word, we're going to put our faith in God, then we have to say that like Romans 8, 28, if we say it's true, it, it, it's got to be true that all things work together. Not all things are good. All things are not good, but we're within a fallen world, but all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And that's where we get. But you also said that you, I think um, Jeremiah Right? Yes. 
Yeah, Jeremiah 29, 11, um, for the plans that I have for you are good and pleasing, and I don't have it memorized, but um, that's like a mantra of everyone um, who know you know, you, you go to that. It's, it's like one of those scriptures that are just like every saved person knows that scripture. Right. <laughs> um, but he taught me in that, that it's not my plans, but it's his plans. I kind of had a um, American dream type of milestone in my mind. Um, you know, you go to college, you get married, you get a career and blah, blah, blah. You do the things um, and you grow old and then you pass away. Right. And so with God saying that to me, what he was like, you know, it would be good if, even if that was your story, even if that was how you would have to pass away from this world. Um, I learned that it's his plan, not our plan. And I don't get a say in it. I've asked to be a part of it, right? And um, I love that because I chose, I was like, he didn't force me into salvation. I freely gave him my salvation, which then led me to um, be a part of his story on earth. And so it's just knowing that I have to know that the good, the bad, the ugly, like every part of my testimony on earth is going to be good and it's going to be pleasing because ultimately if it's good if it comes from heaven it's good whether it's physically painful to go through or it's you're grieving and it's you know you ultimately will have a decision like you're, you'll see like wow that needed to happen for this to happen right you know and sometimes it's not even in our lifetime. It's 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 beyond because he knows the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. But yes, it, I looked up the verse while you were while you were talking and you know Jeremiah 29:11 for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plan for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And that was what you were talking about. You're talking about walking forward in boldness and that he's now given you a a different vision of your future. Like he knows all your days, but he, and he has that plan in which you release that control over to him and you say, okay, you know what? I'm not doing it right. You can have, I, like if I could do it on my own, yeah. I would have, but I can't. So, you know, you know, I need you. And so you release that control and you say, okay, I can't do anything without you. You're like a, a baby. I can't do anything without you. You know the plans that you have for me. And, and I trust you. I put, I, I get rid of my own wisdom, call it fool, foolishness, and walk only by yours, knowing that you have plans that will give me a future and hope. Yeah. So, good. It's so good. So good. Yeah. And so I like how both of the, what God has taught us, like surrendering our identity to Him, like you were speaking on it with your story. Um, and once you surrender, your identity, you get his character and then his character will lead you, um, to knowing that I can give everything to you. I can let all the things in my deepest heart to you because I can trust you because I know you intimately. Um, and so it's like a two-step journey. And I love, I love how our, both of our stories like kind of went tied in together. Um, but before we go, I definitely want to know how has that helped you now that you had to walk through your harsh winter and you've planted your roots and your roots lead back to him. How is that moving forward and how you operate in striving or walking into your calling? 
I think it looks different. You can feel when your motivations are different. When you stop striving and you're walking and you're letting him control. Um, yeah, it's just changed my motivations, I feel like. And and that is probably obvious to anyone who's been in contact with me. Like anybody, because you know when somebody's trying to impress you. You know what I mean? Like when, when they're concerned about what your opinion is of them and that I would get so tangled up in that. Like, what are they thinking about me? And am I, am I doing, and I needed position. I needed position in order to prove that this was something that God had called me to. Whereas, you know, once you know, deep down into, in your heart that you are loved and, um, cherished and approved of. It's just not for anything that you're doing, not because you're, you know, doing the things, but because you are his child and he has called you out of darkness into his glorious light and he has you by the hand. And there's just a different posture. And um, that's one of the things that, you know, Josiah and I have talked about a lot. You know, my husband and I, we talk about the fact that we're not it's not about our position anymore. It's about our posture. And our posture is just on our knees, hands up. Like, God, you know. You know the way. And it's changed the way I interact with my calling. It's changed the way I interact with what He's given. And and, and I didn't have to go banging down the doors. I didn't have to go busting them down. As He brought them to me, they would open and it's it's a, I gotta tell you, it's a lot easier on my face. <laughs> it's, it's so much easier on my face um, because I'm not getting hit in the face all the time. But I, I just feel like that is the main thing. It 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 allowed me to walk in my calling in a way that was not. Here's where I really, you know, there's a there's a verse that Paul says. It's kind of like you said. It's one of those things where I don't have it all the way memorized, but I know the gist. Um, and he talks about like, are you doing what you're doing for the approval of God, or like, are you doing it for God, or are you doing it for the approval of men? And if you're constantly seeking um, man's approval, then you've sold out like you just you've sold out and you're going to continue you you can't serve both it's just like you can't serve both the money and the lord you can't serve people's opinions of you and serve the lord because a lot of times he's going to have you do stuff that is going people are going to think you're either nuts or get angry with you or whatever because i mean if you look at the prophets of old they did some crazy things and they had to give people some really bad news right understand it. Mm, yeah, they, people don't understand that. And um so you can only, you can't serve two masters and I was trying to serve two masters, not money and God, but uh, other people and God. And once I gave up that control, it changed the way I interacted with people and and if you can take away um wanting people's approval, then you can truly just serve them as God has called you to serve them. And I, and I think that's, you know, he's put us here to love him, you know, as his children, we're to love him and to love others. And you can fully love others much better when you're not seeking their approval, when you are who God made you to be. And that's that identity piece again. But, you know, just 
letting control of letting go of the control of like what my plan was and what I wanted to see from my calling has really enabled me to actually walk into it in ways that I wouldn't have foreseen. Yeah, that is so good. Wow. I I love that. So I'm just grateful that you allowed the Lord to speak to you and just this whole surrender. Just top, this topic of just peeling back the layers of surrender because we think about it and we're like, oh, you know, surrender. And, but, you know, surrendering is about letting go of our plans, letting go of what we want to do and taking up that cross daily and following him. And I, it just always comes back to, you know, daily picking up your cross. And I'm just, I'm grateful that God brought you on this path because it's been healthy for me. I'm so grateful. Awesome. I'm so glad that God put you on this path too. So thank you, sister. Like that means a lot to me. Um, But yeah, I think we definitely covered um, what surrendering control looks like for us. Um, But also surrendering control looks different in all of us um, because we all have our different needs for identity needs to be sharpened. We have different gifts and different talents and different callings um, and different ministries that we get to serve God. And, and serve others because, and so with all of that, um, it's really finding the time to let God speak to you in your heart and to reveal to you, you know, what are the things, what are the places where you're holding on? Um, and where are the places that Holy Spirit wants to breathe His life-giving word over and His promise and His truth over and are you willing to give it up and let go? And so we hope that with our story that you are encouraged to find the time to really let Holy Spirit speak to you um, and to reveal those things to you. And I hope you're encouraged to know that on the other side of it, there is freedom and there is love and there is grace. And you are not the only sister that has had to walk that out and you won't be the only sister. And so we just hope that this has encouraged you and um, will lead you right back to your Abba. And so with all of that, um, I before, before we close out, are you okay with praying us out for this episode? And, um, but before you do that, um, I wanna get, I wanna let you guys know for next week, Um, we'll have a guest speaker and her name is Audrey. So we'll get to hear her story on surrendering control. And let me tell you like her story on surrendering control and how God has used her to build a ministry from her and reach many, many single women out there. Um, I'm so excited for her to really just give us that journey allow us, she's inviting us in. So I get, I'm so excited that we all get to hear her next week. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I love Audrey's testimony. I cannot wait for everybody to hear it. She's just, and she's so authentic yeah. the way that she communicates. But I will absolutely pray us out. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every woman who will listen to this podcast. God, we just pray that you will show us all the areas where we're still holding back control, where we just don't want to give it over. Lord, 
search us and know our hearts. See if there's any offensive way in us. And Lord, if it is, just take it out and then lead us in your way. Let us be like small children, Abba Father, that take your hand and know that we can trust you and just follow you wherever you want to go because you are good and you are holy and you alone know the path for our lives. So thank you so much that you've given us your word. Thank you that you've given us one another so that we can walk this path together. And it's in Christ's holy name we pray these things. Amen. 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 All right, guys. See you next week.